0: I feel like it's one of my mission. If people don't care about it, I have to make people care about it. That's my mission. I really care about my parents and my grandparents. I really spend a lot of time with them. I spend quality time with them. But I see a lot of other elderly people are not really lucky like that. So one of my uh, mission is that if they don't care, I have to involve them. I have to somehow like Tell them that you should care before you regret. Like, I don't want to regret in anything. I don't want to wait until my grandfather passed away and then I regret that I didn't spend time with him. Like, I don't feel like we should wait. Our mission is that we have to make the elderly life better.
1: Hey everyone, I'm Dean Long, the host of Lifeline Podcast, where we are going to have deep conversations with changemakers from all around the world, working hard every day to make the world a better place. My guests share about their journey, what impact they are having, what are their challenges, successes and lessons learned along the way. And I hope you can take away a few things from these role models and apply it to your own journey as a changemaker. If you like this episode, you can share it with two of your friends, put a five-star review or comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube, and of course, subscribe to receive every episode and continue learning from all these role models. All right, let's get started with today's episode, and I hope you enjoy. In today's episode, you will meet Thuy Ango, who is a four-time social entrepreneur from Vietnam on a mission to support kids and elderly to enjoy a healthy and fulfilling life. After she refused an extremely high-paying job at Wall Street, she came back to Vietnam to launch Adigo Kids, a platform that has taught key life skills and child sexual abuse prevention through educational cartoons for over 70,000 children and families. Working with so many families, she also realized that while children have so many opportunities and are constantly exposed to new technologies, the elderly are left behind. Ang and her team then distributed smartphones and conducted digital literacy workshops for thousands of elderly, and it quickly evolved to become Hasu, an app helping the elderly to take care of their mental health, physical health, and social relationships that has been used by over 12,000 people to date. She shares how she has identified the issues that she really cares about and how it has evolved over the years and how it has translated into her co-founding four different social enterprises, Aligo Kids and Hasu, of course, but also Aligo Media and Memory Love Books that you will discover in this episode. Her work and impact was recently awarded by Forbes Sunday Under 30 in Vietnam and by Samsung UNDP Generation 17, who made her a global ambassador. I hope you enjoy this episode and talk soon cool hi hi welcome to Lifeline I'm so happy to have you today we haven't spoken for a long time face to face we do send messages to each other from time to time Uh, but anyway I'm so so happy I always start by reminding how I know my guests and in our case we were actually colleagues for a few months uh, when you were at UNDP Vietnam and there then, since then, we kept in touch. But uh, yeah, I think we were all, me included, and everyone, were all always impressed. I mean, the first thing that people told us when they introduced you, like, hey, we have this uh, new colleague, colleague coming. She is uh, the founder and CEO of three startups, three impact startups. And we're like, huh? So yeah, I think today I would ask you a lot of questions on like, your journey, of course, But also about, you know, the three different things that you are doing with your three startups. You know, uh, what is your vision with the three of them? What problem are you addressing with the three of them? Uh, And yeah, anyway, I have so many questions. I I tried to read so many articles about you. I read your entire LinkedIn profile and I discovered so many things actually (laughs) that I didn't know. Uh, but yeah, uh, anyway, let's get started. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself, who you are, where you are, what are you doing these days? And just, you know, anything that you want to share to start.
0: Um, <laughs> okay, so hi, I'm Tuyang, and uh, people can call me Jennifer because I, I used to, to live in the, in the US for like two, three years. So people call me Jennifer over there. Um, like I'm 27 years old and turning 28 in the next, uh, 15 days, uh, actually. So, uh, not lots of people say that I'm not too young anymore <laughs> and I'm kind of like you kind of a little bit old right now. So, but I'm still happy with, um, the progress. Like, uh, um, I finished my MBA in, uh, 2006 uh 2017 and then came back to vietnam and started um like four projects divided in uh three uh, companies
1: cool then we'll, we'll have time to go through okay. everything okay. um but yeah maybe uh so, okay so if i'm not wrong the four projects that you are speaking about and which are all alive one is memory love book Mm-hmm. Uh, Aligo kids, Aligo media, and Hasu. yes uh maybe could you just start by sharing briefly like what are the four uh projects about
0: oh i didn't i didn 't share with you I'm still single right so if there is like <laughs> a guy like tra- uh, like sorry, something hearing his um, podcast or um happy to reach out
1: <laughs> yeah it's perfect we we record the video so they can actually see oh you oh my God.
0: <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Um, so, um, uh, like, actually, in 2016, or 17, um, at that time, I was in the US, and I spent lots of time um, learning online, and I learned uh, a lot of course, like in Coursera, in the LinkedIn, and uh, a lot of other sites. And I, at that time, I was like, like why do I, like, learn online so much over here? But in, meanwhile, in Vietnam, like, uh, over, like, for 22 years, I didn't learn anything, like, online, really, in Vietnam. And I, I feel like it's, it's kind of like something is missing out. So um, so I started with the, the online stuff. I, I, I want to do something like create an online uh, learning platform. Uh, and I began with research. And at that time in Vietnam, there were um, like three uh, startups that, um, uh, that teach Uh, people like uh, adults really like great skills but uh, at that time they were like not really like not so many um platforms that teach skill for kids so i wanted to dig down in deeply like more deeply inside it's um this this industry and then i found out that um the parents here really want kids to learn english so there are like thousands of english courses over there but to to really learn how to protect themselves from the society and from the danger out there there were not so many and uh i was kind of like um um it, it it feels like at that time you know when i read the newspaper there were so many accidents and so many um uh, sexual abuse um cases in vietnam and the kids and even the parents don't know how to react. And they kind of avoid talking about that. So uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to do something about the, the issues. And uh, what I did first was that I went all the way um, to the north um, New York to see um, a very, like, um, world-famous author. And she write the best book ever about uh, to teach um kids how to protect themselves and she because she has she has um okay i I will not talk about it here i think because i I may send her the link Uh, but she was really impressive and she gave me a lot of um, uh, confidence and 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 passion to move on and work uh, with within this industry so uh, I went back to Vietnam and then um, started the first project uh, on and teach um, the kids how to protect themselves and teaching soft skill. And the first course ever was um, the sexual abuse prevention course in Vietnam, and it was uh, pretty successful because I uh, because at least like we uh, taught kind of over uh, I think uh, sixty thousand kids and the families and we went to school we um distributed uh to an online platform and we also like later when we uh struggled with the online platform and then we changed it to um, the, the the audio type and uh, the book type and it was it went pretty well so that that was my first startup with alio kids and then because we have the, the team to produce cartoon um and they are really good at that so um so the uh education publishing house started to contact us and then offer like do you want to you know like uh make a cartoon for us or make um at that time it was the uh the electric, electric books right like online books okay it's it's called online book so, so we made cartoon and uh, and the books for them, and then we started to uh, reach out to more uh, clients like uh, Honda or uh, some other government uh, 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 partners. And then we produce cartoon for them, and mostly it's uh, it's um, it's the uh, feature the social issues here and uh, teach people skill how to overcome difficulties. So that's basically my second uh, startup uh, about... Uh, uh, it's, it's more like an agency. It's, it's like a cartoon agency. So this is my second. And my third was actually started from the second. <laughs> uh, like, uh, okay, so I'm, I'm trying to, to make it short. Uh, oh, no, we
1: have we have a lot of time. Huh?
0: Okay. And my third third project is one of the projects that I love the most. Um, It's related to to my uh, grandfather. Like 10 years ago, uh, my grandfather was just, you know, he was sick and he stayed at home. He spent a lot of time at home. And uh, he only felt happy when somebody came and talked to him. But uh, I can only come like three times a week. That's that's the most. That's the best that I could could do because I have to go to school and my parents have to go to work. So I only have like three times a week with him. But his stories is always incredible. So that's why I felt I one day I told him, uh, "Why don't you write a book? Um, just you know, like you, know, you don't have to publish it. You can write it for the family." And then together we wrote a book. And, you know, um, it was the first time that my family really understand him. Like we, we know that he always loved the family and he sacrificed a lot. But, but there are so many things that we didn't know before. <clears throat> and um, a very sad thing is that um, on the day that we published the book, he passed away, like on the same day. So uh, in the first forty nine days after he passed away, all my family sit out, sat out together and and, uh, read the book, and uh, we felt something that we never felt before, and um, I could see that um, the uh, the last five months that he spent to write the book was the the. The best time ever for him, and he always feel passion. He always feel love, and he always feel something very positive. And he didn't really feel the sickness. So that's what I'm always feel happy about. And so that's why I really want to spread that passion um, to other families because I really understand the feeling. Because you know, like you can, there's some, so many things that you cannot buy with money, like memories, the thing. So we come out later, like years later. I try to um, try to do something for other family as well by helping other family write books, and uh, not only uh, elderly people, but uh, also mothers can write for the children, or the kids can write for the parents, or the um, wife and husband can write for each other. You know, like anybody can anybody can write to each other. So it's, it's a very meaningful project to us. And I remember all the, every single members in our project, um, the, the employee, I mean, um, they are really passionate about it because a, one person lost his mother and he always he regret like not doing something for his mother before she passed away. And another person really care about the family, but she has to live separately from the family for a long time know so uh, to us like the project was really meaningful so that is the third one and uh, the fourth one the final one is has to uh, actually the startup that uh, I really put a, uh, I really spend a lot of time in, and love and and all the passion for it uh, it's um, an, a platform for elderly why um the reason why i came up with the platform for elderly is that um still you know like old old story with my grandfather he was the first one a very funny thing is that he was the first one who taught me how to use computer <laughs> so nowadays we think oh old people cannot use the technology no we are wrong like like twenty something years ago, he taught me how to use computer, and at that time I was so afraid to, you know, even close the game. I thought I broke the computer. <laughs> like I was so afraid at that time, but um, he showed, he really showed me step by step how to use computer. So I really, um, you know, this day elderly people have to be, uh, have to be like, spend a lot of time at home and uh, separate, live separately from the outside world. And they are lonely, like 70 something, uh, 75% of them spend a lot, uh, like spend more than uh, six hours, I, I remember the statistic, like on TV. And that's the only thing they can do, like at home. And hardly, they hardly have time to talk to other people, like, the family—it's—it's it's pretty like far away. It's—it's uh, it's kind of like distance. We can feel the distance between the generation within the family. So they, so um, from that, uh, I felt like they need more. Like they need more um, attention from the society. But uh, the problem is why, uh, like how we could do the project. How we could do something for them. And then at first, like, I didn't uh, really think about an application or anything. I was just, you know, going out there and, and, uh, it started with uh, the class to teach uh, every people how to use uh smartphone. So that was the start. And then we did a lot of survey and, uh, and experience and we, uh, and ex- experiment and we study on their behavior. And then later we come up with the solutions that, um, the, uh, one thing that elderly people, any elderly people, care of is that they want to live healthy, because when they they are healthy. When I say health, when I say about health, it's not really uh, about physical health only, but uh, according to WHO, health is the um, health is the um, um, like the. Um, what can I say? Health is the complete state of uh, physical, mental, and uh, social well-being all together. It's not the, merely the absence of disease. Hmm. So, um, so we build a platform based on, based on the definition. Like we want to support them uh, to live more physically healthy, more mentally healthy, and uh, connect with each other. Like connect with the friends, family, and the society. So we believe that uh, the platform is the, um, the, the solution that we came out with.
1: <laughs> cool, oh my life. God, I love this. Uh, <laughs> I have, I, mean, I really have one million questions to ask you now. Um, but maybe, I think, yeah, I love it how, wait, is there project number five <laughs> born <laughs> from project number four? Not yet.
0: Actually, yes, <laughs> but okay, we, we, we will not talk about that. <laughs> okay, it's still a secret.
1: Yeah. Okay, okay. But okay. we can, we will expect project number five. <laughs> no, but I love how, I mean, how each project is born from the other one. Uh, I think it's super, super interesting. And how, as well, at some point, like, you were working with kids and then with elderly. But there's still a link. I mean, I find it so impressive. And also that the four companies that you started are still alive, right? Um, and usually, I mean, it's difficult to keep one company alive. So four at the same time. And usually the stories is more like, you know, you people start the first company. It fails. Second company, it fails. Uh, and then finally, company number four like, is alive. Uh, so yeah no, so, so interesting um, we will explore hasu a bit later uh, because that's I guess your you know the project you said where you spend the most time maybe just to understand like so four companies how much how do you divide uh, your time among the four companies
0: actually I can I cannot say that all the four companies is like fully successful but to me it's, it's kind of like I feel great I feel good um, the first one is Alio ha- a- 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 Kids, right? So actually we got kind of like struggle with the, um, with the platform and then actually we lost the platform. So like to if, if we think that losing the platform is, is considered like failing. So actually we, we fail in losing the platform. But what we gain is that uh, we still have the kids. And uh, the project is kind of slow now, but it's it's not fully stopped. It's not stopping. Like, I can, like, we always come back um, to the project whenever we have um, the offer or we have the, the chance. So um, the book is still uh, it's still sold out there and the video is still sold out there. So, um, but in, in the different form, it's not a platform anymore. Mm. Um the reason why I spend the most of time uh, on Hasu is that all other three uh, co- companies are like of course I love it but I want to uh, I want more people to get engaged and I want to uh, create something that uh, can benefit like a lot of people so the second the second one is Allego Media right actually it's it's uh, created the most stable uh, income for us but um to me, um, of course, income is, having incomes, good income is good because we can have um, money to pay for the employees and, and, and have them um, have a good life. But uh, like, I still expect like something more than that. Like uh, if I produce cartoon for other uh, companies or organizations, and then I would be biding like, too much on that. And I kind of like, like lose the the time that I actually spend to really like see further. So um I always focus and uh, my most priority is the project that can help a lot of people and the more people that we have the more successful that we, we feel. So this the scale the, the 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 scale that we use to um to to um the scale that we use to um, judge a project is successful or not is the people, is the number of people that we have, and the the um, the quality of the uh, service or solution that we bring to their life. So that's why has we still the um, the project that I that we spend the most of the time on. But of course, three other projects still work well, and we have um, we still have customers every month. But uh, I only spend like twenty percent on on, on the, of my time on that, and we have separate team to work on uh, on other projects. So everything is is okay.
1: Okay, yeah. I mean, but it's still so amazing that I mean eighty percent on Hasso, twenty percent on the other project, and they still run, uh, you know, without you full time. I mean, for me, it's uh, yeah, it's very cool. Um, but maybe so. You mentioned a lot of, I mean, Hasu is a tech company. I mean, there is an app. Uh, Aligo Kids was an online platform, but just to... So, like, you don't have a tech background, right? <laughs> At all. No, I don't have tech
0: background. <laughs>
1: Actually, like, I, I saw on your LinkedIn that uh, you were among the top five students of Diplomatic Academy of Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> is it uh, okay, okay maybe let's start back on uh, okay maybe why like, okay let, let's start from the beginning uh, you know why Diplomatic Academy of Vietnam like why did you go there did you knew you, you started four companies is it something you thought about when you were a child when you were younger and I don't know yeah let's. okay what, what were your childhood dreams
0: When I was a little kid, I actually went to uh, to very good school. Oh my god! Yes, I know Amsterdam. (laughs) (laughs) And at that time, I was in the math class, and you know, I at that time, I I was dreaming about maybe one day I will become a professor, a professor, or um, like someone to study about physics or math, like that. But, uh, you know, like later, when I, uh, when I grow older and I really think about my life and what I want to do, I f- kind of feel like, OK, it's going to be great to be a professor, um, but it will limit the number of people that I'm going to be con- in contact with. Like for example, if I teach a class and then gonna fifty people, gonna be fifty people, and then like five classes at the same time, it will be like two hundred fifty people, and then it's it's only that number. So it's so the um, so the values that I create will not be like spread to to more. So I I expect like more for myself, and then um, I felt like business school was not a bad idea. Like. Um, I feel like my my mom was like okay, going back to the the story of my mom, my mom is a very smart woman, and she she's quite famous here in Vietnam, and uh she did a lot of things she had a lot of people and she she was kind of like one of the first generation the first person who brought the condom to Vietnam and then spread it out and then she successfully promoted to have like so many families and not need birth to too many kids for example so uh, after all the stuff that she did like i really admire that um, but uh, so i went on a lot of social uh, activity as well so i carry books all the way from here to the mountains to establish a uh, library for the kids but then uh, and then i carry food and uh, and. Um, like clothes and other stuff to uh, people in flood area. Uh, But then my mom, like one day my mom said that you can spend time um, bringing, uh, carrying the the noodles to the mountainous area, but at the same time you can use and study and make a lot of money. And then you, you can use that money to help people. And it creates like more values. For example, like once, like like there will be a time in the future when you sign a check and then it will be like who knows how many millions, even US dollars. Like I can't, I can't, I, I don't know. But uh, at that time she, she said that you can do like, you can have like millions family, Not only one single family that you are carrying the food to have. So uh, at that time, I really acknowledged about uh, having the uh, stable financial resource can really create impact. So um, I, I really want to go to uh, business school uh, for the university. But then again, my mom says, uh, my mom said, um, there, there are things that you can learn during the time that you work. You can learn it out there like like when you leave and when you go and go out there, but there skill skills that you cannot have if you don't go to school, for example, if you want to be a doctor, you cannot be a doctor like by going out there helping people, like curing people. you have to go to school for it, and law is another thing, so I was like, oh yeah, like it makes sense it it made sense to me. So okay, I decided to go to law school, but then law school is kind of like too technical, right? And I want to use it like uh, with a wider purpose. So I end up choosing international law um, in uh, academic, uh, sorry, uh, in diplomatic academy of Vietnam because at the same time I can understand about international law like in general. I can go to any countries in the world and still be able to read the law over there and um, understand about law and really like helps you in doing business because, you know, like you have to obey the law like in any place that you go to. So so it really helps. And the third thing is that it um, makes you feel confident to connect to more people because in diplomatic um uh, school right you have to learn how to contact people you have to learn how to speak and you have to learn how to behave like to anyone even if it's um a normal people a normal person in another country or is it like uh, some very high people even if it's president you have to know how to behave so it's it's really i think that's one of the most brilliant thing brilliant thing that my mom used to say and i always still thank thanks to her for that so okay that's my story how i went to the diplomatic academy of vietnam and uh have a bachelor in international law and then have an mba as you know to pursue my dream to become a business person
1: cool. If was back back on on when you were carrying like noodles and books, like did you do it like by yourself or it was through a project?
0: Yeah, so there were so many social activity out there, and I just you know like join whatever that I could.
1: Actually, How old I were you?
0: A lot of projects as well.
1: How old were you when you did that? Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: around eighteen something. Okay. Or even younger, like sixteen,
1: around sixteen. So, so when you were at at uni, uh, so studying international law, so how, what, what were the status of of your, your, so you still wanted to become a businesswoman when you were in diplomatic academy?
0: Yes, yes.
1: Okay, so but like following the advice of your mom, like you you will still learn business anyway, but. Uh, okay, your mom had a lot of uh, positive influence, no? Because like I, like, I wanted to ask you, like, why did you want to have social impact you know, when you were younger? Is it because you saw your mom and you're working and having big social impact as well while you grew up? Or is it, was there any, another reason?
0: So the reason why that I always want to do something to help other people is that it comes from, actually it come naturally come from a lot of reasons. Like during my grown-up, my mom is, is one of the reasons because she always fight for the um, disadvantaged people. And she really did like great job for that. And uh, when I was a kid, I just followed her to all her projects. And she works late at night. I remember uh, sitting there in her office at late night, late at night. But uh, seeing her work and did all the amazing job like, like that made me feel like one day I want to do the same. And another reason was that uh, my uh, childhood was not like fully fully happy. But actually, I feel happy now because when I see uh, when I see back all my childhood. Um I feel kind of satisfied because without the experience within um that time it would not be me like sitting here today mm. like um when I was a kid I got um uh, I got beaten a lot in class and uh, <laughs> actually I was I was a small girl I didn't really talk much so that's why I don't know, like people, my friends didn't really like me uh, at that time because uh, when I was in the first grade, I was um, the, uh, the, the uh, head of the class. Like, uh, what is the position called? Um,
1: oh, yeah, yeah, like. Uh,
0: head of the class, a student, the head student.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I see what you mean. Yeah. Okay.
0: So um, I have a teacher, like, she is pretty old um sixty something uh like sixty-eight uh, years old or something. And then she made me like the head of the class. And uh I really love her because uh, I'm because you know one day like I realized that her family is really poor. But she tried her best to give me a stuffed animal, like for my birthday. Like I know that it, it's gonna cost like a lot of her salary salary at that time. But she still tried the best to make me feel happy at that time. So when I was the head of the class and uh, they were like bad students in my class, I was really strict. So like during uh, the class time, I was really strict to them. And then later, like she, like they pulled me out and then kicked uh, me like on the, on the schoolyard. And every day happened the same so I got abused when I was a kid and then uh, later it's, it's kind of build up. I have quite a lot of uh, unhappy um, moments like in fact and then my family as well like we don't have a lot of people in my family and then we have to be, we have to separate and my teacher in the first grade, she passed away and then I was so upset and a 6 years old girl started to understand like how life would be when you have to, one day you have to be separate from the one that you love. So I, I really remember every single moment when I was a kid, and I have to face that. And uh, later, like it made me feel like I don't want so many people have that kind of experience anymore. So that's why I want to have the kids and I want to help the elderly people. And a lot of things happen. a lot of other reason but uh but now I can I cannot you know like tell you all the things but that's what I'm what I'm thinking in my mind now.
1: Yeah yeah no it's uh yeah thank you for sharing. Yeah I I, I yeah so now I see the link with Allego Kids uh as well. Um yeah so I uh, actually uh, all the projects you have started it come from a personal experience Uh, come from really uh, understanding what's interesting it's come from your lived experience but also really understanding uh, the problem how it affects other people like from what I I, I heard so uh, it's the best way to start projects Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe just just back to the (laughs) top 5 student (laughs) Um, what were you always the uh, best, uh, like, was it an objective to, to be the best, one of the best students? Or is it you are like this kind of student who like always the best uh, without really aiming for it? Mm. <laughs> you
2: know,
0: I didn't really aim to be in the high positions. Uh, I, you know, I didn't really think much about that. Um, just one thing is that uh, when I was, when I went to Hanover Amsterdam school and all the kids there was genius, like I can tell you, like I cannot uh, describe how smart they are and I was just a normal person in class but then I saw a lot of students who are still the top student, and they still have a lot of time going out there, and play basketball, playing video games, they they're just you know playing all the time, and then they're still the best. So I kind of questioned myself like, how could I do that? Do the same, and then the question kept developed, and then I started slowly and slowly. I naturally realized how to be uh, to 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 achieve the uh, the goals that I want without um, spending a lot of time studying.
1: What, what's so literally, the What's the secret? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so later, I feel like they, they're... For example, when I um, write something, I'm not going to think about the, the answer of it. I'm going to think about how the teacher really expects me to answer. Like, that's, that's the way that I think. For example, within the book, there is like a key um, message, right? And there must be key message in everything that i that we read, and the author wants to deliver the most of the, of the knowledge through the key message, so we have to catch the key message, no matter what we we are doing so in law like especially in law, it really works because you know in one sentence there will be like key message, and we have to catch it like there will be like a very thick book, and then you can just read it and then figure out what is the key um, key stuff and then you remember it and then you learn it not like learning what by word or by heart like all the things it's, it, it just doesn't work hmm. so yeah it's it's one of the reason why I feel like okay it's, it's, it' it work for my study <laughs> of course in math or in other physics or uh, chemistry it, it may not be the same but um, hmm. but in law yes. I can tell you that uh, catching the key message is really important.
1: Mm, so you found your own shortcuts. Uh, cool. And um, so okay. So you you ended, graduated from diplomatic academy, and then like, why did you go to the US? Could have done. I mean, you could have done master in Vietnam, I guess, or like in Paris. But <laughs> <laughs> you've been to the US. A, any specific reason,
0: yeah um, you know like a secret is that when I was uh, around fourteen years old, I was so bad at English because I only studied math i I never thought that one day I would go abroad, I would go outside of the country, like I was so scared i it's it's a totally different world to me, but then you know you were, like one day I feel like okay. Like the world is so so huge, and I'm just you know like in in a very small place like my place. It's just you know just a little bit, and the world is so huge. So I I have to try going out there. So my mom started to uh, put me and uh, and 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 take me to other country like in Asia and then further. So I actually visit a lot of countries before I I finally settled. In, down in America. I went to Europe. I went to uh, so many Asian countries around Vietnam. I went to Australia. I went to China. I went to Russia. And then I went to Canada and I went, I went to, um, to the US. And then I came back. Like, I, I, I went abroad like almost every year. And I spent uh, around a like, couple of weeks in each country. And then I figure out like the difference between the um, the cultural and um, like really like to come out with the decisions to study in the U.S. I I really understand that uh, okay New York is a place for me why because it's the center of economics and uh, and, and uh, business like of the world in New York and in Silicon Valley but Silicon Valley is is always there like. Um, but the, the reason why I chose New York is that um, just the school, and then I want to went, go to Wall Street, and I want to everything to move fast. So that's why I want I went to um, New York, and I had the greatest time ever, and I spent uh, really like every single moment of my life in the most quality way that I can ever feel. <laughs>
1: So when you say you want to go to Wall Street, you mean you wanted to work in, like your, your goal back then was to work in, in Wall Street?
0: No, I want to understand like how how mm. things work over there. I want I want to understand how the economy there can work like so fast, like can move so fast and people in in New York is always, you know, like doing things so fast. I mean the speed. Mm-hmm. Like they they are not waiting for anyone. Is it? Oh, but actually later I I kind of got a, a offer like there, but uh, then and then I end up like not working for them.
1: <laughs> but yeah, you remember you told me. Yeah. Um, you had like this job offer some somewhere in Wall Street. Yeah. Uh th- Did you hesitate? It? No, like
0: not not for a single moment. No, like every choice that I made during my whole life, uh, I had to really think very carefully. Like every time I make a decisions, because I don't want to regret. The most thing that you can regret is that with the people that you love and you don't have time with them and then they pass away. So that's the most you know like important thing that you cannot do. And you you don't want to regret. so from those kind of experience and it kind of developed in me um, a uh, characteristic that I don't want to regret in anything. So before doing something, I always tried my best at that at that time to come up with the uh, decisions. And after that decision, I understand that that's the best that I could do at that moment. so I never look back and then never regret. Because everything happened for reasons.
1: How how do you take uh, an important decision?
0: In general,
1: I don't know. Like, uh, do do you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, in general, I think we have to go like maybe like ten years further, and then you 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 mm-hmm. try to imagine myself. For example, I imagine myself ten years later. And I and at that time I thought back about the past, and uh, I try to see if I regret with that decision or not. So mm. you know that's the best that I could. So every single decision, I I really don't regret. Even if it can make me fail in a project or it can lead to something like worse, but I always understand that it's the best decision that I can make at the time, at that time.
1: So focusing on long-term goals rather than short-term goals. Um, interesting. Yeah, I really like it. It's a bit like what Linka spoke about as well in her episode. She's trying to develop her future thinking, you know, ability because it's not it's not natural to think this way. We usually think in the present you know, like, like in very short... Uh, is, it's difficult to think 10 years ahead and then think 10 years ahead and think back at the present, but looking at, like, you know, this this from 10 years... So, you know... <laughs> it's confusing what I said. But anyway, it's, it's not easy to... It's not natural, I think, for most people. So it's a, it's a good reminder. Um, okay, so yeah, so you did your MBA... Um, in In you have a podcast as well uh, in Vietnamese where you mentioned I remember, and you told me as well, but that, yeah in the u s it was difficult because life in New York is so expensive, uh, yeah. so you had to do a lot of different jobs, um, a lot of different things just to you know uh, live your life and then, yeah, you got this super job big job offer, you refused to go back to Vietnam um, so, just just so to, to put everything on the timeline, when you received that job offer from Wall Street, did you already have the idea of Aligo Kids?
0: Yeah, actually, I already had it. Like, but it, it was only like the idea. and We uh, started to uh, do the market research we did. Um, but you know like at that time I was kind of like considered between going back to Vietnam or staying there in America mm. so yeah it, it, it was kind of confusing a little bit
1: <laughs> Why did you say no to Wall Street and a lot of money mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Yeah like I feel like I'm not really following the trend Um when I went to Hanoi Amsterdam High school, uh, secondary school uh, a lot of uh, people from my school was trying to ask me like, why don't you, you know, like things like paying more time and then going to a better school like Harvard or MIT or other kind of school. Like if you delay like one or two years, you can absolutely um, apply to this school. But why didn't you do that? Uh, and most of the people in my school, they they want to study abroad and they want to have a life there. So somehow like it became a trend like living in the, in another country is a trend it it is it was not a choice anymore it was a trend but i i never like really follow trend i follow my own way of thinking so um i feel like okay to some people going abroad and and living there may be like uh, the best option for them but to me um especially in new york i feel like my choice was that um, when when we was when we are young, we can um, we can push myself to a limit and we live as fast as we can. We uh, burn out as much energy and uh, create as much as value that we can. But uh, to see it like for for long term, I don't feel like life there is it's will be a quality life for me. For example you are very rich in Wall Street and you have a very nice house. You have a very nice kids going to a very good school. Uh, but then uh, you still have to carry a lot of stuff and go into the subway because the traffic there was horrible and the pollution a little bit horrible and uh, the light will, will always move fast. So I was like, it, it, it will not be the, uh, the dream future that I want to have. And uh, I want to create more values, not only receiving a good amount of income and then live there day by day. Like, we don't even have time to, to spend it. Like, if I work uh, for worship companies, and it will take uh, maybe like 12 hours a day. And then I, I have to go to work like a... 7am like started going to what we could travel traveling to work is kind of far and a lot of traffic jam over there so it takes like few hours to go to work and then late night like 7pm and then few hours to go back uh, home and burn all the um, all the best year of my life to create values to um, an America company and then what else (laughs) Like, mm. of, of course, I can create a huge amount of income, but to me, it's it doesn't really matter. Like, I'd rather live my life in a normal way, like with less income and have more people than having more income and, and have a very empty soul. I don't want that life.
1: Mm. And to contextualize, I guess, like, people who graduate from business schools in general but I guess in Adelphi they usually go to Wall Street right I mean it's like their dream where where does it come from when you say I don't want to follow the trend Uh, were you always like this
0: Mm, because I think building self-esteem is pretty important because um, to to a Vietnamese family you know like um a lot of people are judging your family for example neighbor, even the neighbor they they're telling your parents oh your kids is, is my our kids has higher grade than your kids for example or they compares but a very funny thing in, within my family is that my parents don't really care about the level and they want us to really live with our true values We they want us to Really go deep inside and find out what we are good at, so we don't compare to other people, because everybody has the strength and weakness, right? So why do we have to compare to people? And okay, I, I don't go to Harvard like other um, classmate, or I don't have uh, five billion Vietnam dong in uh, in, in uh, the um, like the uh, the scholarships, but it doesn't matter the matter the thing that matter is that how you grow up what uh, what kind of person that you will become and how many values that you create how many people that you have have. it's not a matter of comparing it doesn't really make any sense to me mm.
1: interesting so no that's good uh, so it comes from so you are always like this <laughs> so that's good <laughs> Yeah, but like coming from your parents. But yeah, I, I I heard so many times these stories of Vietnamese family <laughs> in the neighborhood <laughs> who compare the kids. It must be so terrible. Um, okay. Uh, so yeah, so North Wall Street. Um, you mentioned that... I mean, you quickly mentioned that you, you uh, like 60,000 kids took your online course with Aligo Kids but you said it as if it was like so easy to do uh, <laughs> um,
0: yeah we went to school actually we went to a lot of school and we taught it um, the student right there on the spot like it's it's like online offline mm. uh studying so <laughs> so it's it's not no, only online we also offer the off- mm. offline the teaching to schools
1: like, so
0: because at that time I was kind of struggling with online platform because I was not a tech person, so you know, like I, I, I have to admit that I was really bad at it, and then I kind of failed. but uh, and which, then I which year? More.
1: Which year was it?
0: 2018? Mm. 2019,
1: around that time. Okay, but yeah, twenty eighteen. Yeah, anyway, I, like I think. Uh, so I, I, I
0: went to a technology I, I went to the uh, technology class I learned how to code but then like because I was kind of slow at, uh, comparing to other competitors at, at that time so mm. I didn't really understand about how to solve the problems with tech so I kind of like failed doing my first online platform so I, I swear to myself that I never made that mistake again <laughs>
1: So, so you built your own first platform yes,
0: in- Yes, we built our first platform, but i didn 't have the uh, ability to manage it
1: mm.
0: that's, that's how can I can say
1: what uh, what would you say like okay, I usually ask this question much later, but uh, <laughs> I don't know what, what would be your advice to you know, someone who who wants to launch an online platform of of anything?
0: Actually, now I have to say that I'm not good yet, but uh, at least I can find um, co- a co founder who is good at it. So mm. my happiness comes from there.
1: <laughs> okay. And so back then there was no co founder yet who was good at it?
0: No, there was a co founder, but he was first, he was not a full time. And the second, he has other um, other um, problem that he has to carry, and other stuff that he, he had to um, take care of. So he was not like fully based on on, on mm. the um, the project. So that's that was my actually my. Um, if I can do it again, I think I okay. I I, I, don't, I, I don't I'm not talking about the past because I can. You know, like fail at another thing. Like
1: not no, it's the, it's the future. Yeah. It's for everyone who's listening. Yeah,
0: so I, I still think that, uh, that okay, that's the, the, the best thing that that ever uh, that already happened for me is that I had to fail at that time to not fail again in the future. So, okay, i <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of satisfied.
1: So you, okay, you kept this failure which helped you not fail the app of Hazoo. Right, is it what you're saying?
0: I I hope.
1: For for, for now, Um, (laughs) okay. No, but it's it's interesting what you say because I I, I mean I have heard many times people who just say yeah uh, we'll just build an app and uh, or whatever, and it will work directly. But there's just so many things that you cannot foresee or like all what you said, taking care of the app or digital platform, which is very important. So, yeah, guys, find a tech person. It's difficult to find a tech co-founder. Usually, there are a lot of business co-founders and not a lot of tech co-founders who are available.
0: So, one skill that I learned from that mistake is that I have to find a way to find as many good tech co-founders as I could. So, So, yeah.
1: So... I guess it becomes... Yeah, it became your... So you understood that you had to focus your time on this. Uh, but how do you... Okay, a bit random question. Because <laughs> I I heard many times from people who they... No, because then it's a lot about, uh, I guess, leadership, right? Because if... I mean, I felt like in this right now, in 2022, if you are tech... Good tech person, like everyone wants you, right? Yeah. So it's so difficult to find someone, then you have to really make sure that they are aligned and good. And anyway, just to say, um, it's easy to say, but it's difficult to do. Um, Okay, cool. So yeah, you did a lot of offline online workshop 2018. Anyway, back then there was not really Zoom, most of like this. (laughs) So yeah, a lot of offline workshops. Um, Do you remember your, your first workshop with Aligo Kids? First offline workshop? How did you feel? How was it?
0: Actually, it was amazing. Like, I didn't really think that kids could behave like that. Like, they, um, like, they are knowing like more than we thought. They are really like acknowledged and they feel a lot of stuff. And a lot of kids really stand out. For example, like, our first, um, training was with, uh, I think like 2000 kids at the same time like in a very huge schoolyard, and and then, <laughs> and, then uh, and then we asked a lot of questions and we have games and activities that engage and then a lot of kids like they raise their hands and they really want to engage and uh, yeah it, it was kind of weird like I didn't think that kids can engage in that kind of activities like that much. And, um, and I remember, I still remember, um, there's a kid and he tried to raise the hand for so many times, but it didn't come to his turn to join the games. And you know what he did? He just went straight to me. Like I was standing like far away. Like I was the one who, who just, you know, like stand there and see all the, uh, uh companies, um, Uh, members working and engaging with the kids. And I was just standing like in the corner and I was just watching like all of them Um, and then yeah, just watching. And then it it was weird that he just go straight to me and then ask why do I raise my hand so many times and I cannot be in the game. So can you put me in the game? I was like, oh my God, he's he's amazing. Like he finds another way to achieve what he wants and why did he came to me like not other members of my come of, mm. of my projects like who is out there who is wearing uniform i was not wearing uniform but he really like like seeing around the the the, the, uh, the room and he saw me like at the corner and watching all those stuff and he saw like i think because you were like the boss of other people and I think he was in uh, He was in grade 2 3 Red 3 That he was like 8 years old I think So Yeah I love the kids And they're just amazing And I don't Really I, I hope that They don't have to suffer Like Or there's anything That harm them Or else I'll be sad
1: mm. That's a future leader <laughs> Very entrepreneurial um cool. Uh, maybe just to uh yeah, close the Aligo chapter. Um, so Aligo Kids, Aligo Media uh, No I, I, I really like it like uh, that wh- when did you realise that the online cartoon book? Because first it, it was part of Aligo Kids I guess uh, When did you realize that Okay this will become a new company this, this can become a new company And I will create a new company out of it
0: Oh uh, Actually we have a very Strong team uh, Producing cartoon And there were not so many companies In Vietnam that produce cartoon And uh, good quality good, good qualities So uh, Went I out- Cartoonist launch, and then some of the member of our team is very pretty well known because they graduate in top school with top uh, with highest level, and they got even got scholarship to study abroad. So uh, they already have uh, connections before working for Alio Kids, and then uh, one of the members, actually the leaders. Um, he brought some connections to uh, our team, and he said, uh, "What if we expand the service? Not only like focusing in Aligo only, but at the same time, like we can work on multiple projects because um, we don't really like producing like producing like a hundred percent of the uh, of of the um, ability." We only like, stop at around like 50 percent. So we still have a fifty percent of the time to, to do other things. So and then we form another company um, to, mm, as an agency to uh, provide the, um, the the uh, uh, service to other companies. And by doing that, we have more income. We have more employee. We can afford like having more good people joining our team. So we benefit. So that's why we, we really end up with uh, forming another
1: company. Mm. Yeah, it's so cool. For me, the best way to start a new company is starting it without knowing that, uh, without actually wanting to start a company. But then there is a demand. Yeah. And it just becomes a, I really love it. Um, cool. So, yeah, so then you explain the link. Uh, between Aligo and then the book and then Hasu. Um, So, yeah, so so you launch Hasu. I mean, you explained already, but it was during COVID times. So far, you have, I mean, from all the articles I have seen, uh, you have like 12,000 elderly people who used uh, Hasu app. Um, So it's really, really cool. Maybe, yeah, just to... Like come back to the start of Hasu, because you mentioned it was not an app in the beginning; it was also offline. You always start with offline (laughs) uh, (laughs) workshop, but yeah, maybe same question. Like, what was the first? uh, I mean, you mentioned like yeah. Do you remember the first offline training uh, with the elderly? The first I actually it
0: happened quite long time ago. Which one was the first? Like uh we went to a seniors club, and uh we just offered what if we teach them how to use smartphones, and it would be nice for the clubs so they they were saying yes, so um i actually i I did like kind of like five lessons at the same time, so I don't remember which one which one was first um and then, but the one that I remember the most. Was the one that we went to outside of the country, uh, outside of the cities, a little bit. Um, I think like fifty miles to the north. And then we met uh, like um, a seniors club, and then we we uh, we are doing a lot of experiments, and we play games with the elderly people, and we film um, their reactions. Um, stuff for example we are asking if they uh, they have deep knowledge about uh, how to use um, uh, chrome or google or facebook or even grabs or other um, application and the very funny thing is that they are using it in a way that we don't really imagine like for example I asked a female per, uh, a female person, she's pretty old actually. I think she's around like nearly 80s. And I asked her, um, can you uh, Google this sentence? And then, you know, she was just playing with um, Google Voice and she was like, like she was literally like saying and talking to the phone. And then the result, all the result came out. I was like, okay, they are really good at this. <laughs> they are they're way better than we thought and they know they knows almost all of the application that we um we asked uh except tiktok because tiktok was kind of new mm. um but it was amazing like how they use it like how they can use smartphone and when i asked them do you um know h- what facebook is and they were showing me like a lot of pictures like they, they put on Facebook. And they were like, oh, I played Facebook a long time ago, like eight years ago. I was like, okay. So, you know, it, it, it was only like in the countryside. It was not in, in the city. It was a countryside club. And people really like, um, um, an amazing thing is that uh, in the countryside, people elderly people have more time to teach each other how to use smartphones. And they're just using it like a lot of people are using it. And if they have a question, they're just asking the peer. And uh, there will be um, a person to answer. And they spend a lot of time on their phones. So, mm.
1: so you are just showing up at the uh, elderly club and, you know, asking them if they but want
0: We have to work with the club first and then, um, mm. and then say, uh, so we, we are offering the uh, free class. And uh, they are really happy with it, and they even uh, want to have. Um, they even want to have the book to carry home and then uh, read about it. So later, we cooperate with Hepage uh, International to launch um, a training manual um, on how to use smartphone for elderly people. So we teach them from the basic on how to use the phone function and to use the application to really like install the application. And then we teach them how to protect themselves while using the uh, the um, internet, because a lot of people got um, scam and uh, mm. yeah. So we have, that's one of our uh, obligation that we have to really teach them, the elderly people on how to protect themselves as well.
1: So back then, like at the time, your plan was to just. Tr- like train as many elderly as possible on how to use smartphones uh how
0: no how actually that? that was not our intention okay. our intention was um, to answer a question like can we bring technology to elderly people and mm. we are using all the surveys and all the classes as the uh, method to uh, to to combine the the answers so we make judgment on the, if we want to come up with a platform or the solution that we come up with is what. And we are using those class as a method to uh, answer the question.
1: Why did you want to answer this question?
0: Because mm, to any startup person, uh, problems come first, right? And the mm. how comes second. So we are seeing the problems and we are trying to find as many ways as possible to solve the problems. And we try to find out what is the best solutions that we can um, afford and offer. So that's the way that all the startups are uh, established, should be.
1: So the problem you identify is that elderly are not connected uh, to the internet. So you wanted to understand why and, and see if if the opposite was was true, like if they could actually connect.
0: Yeah. And besides, there are so many other questions. For example, if they have, what is the health conditions and what are the age and uh, what are they, like we put on a lot of questions to identify.
2: Mm.
0: Of course, it's uh, related to the uh, um, problems. um, Like uh, we had, at first we had to find out what is the, the the most serious problems, like what what are they concerned the most? And then uh, from the problems, we we came up with many other questions that we have to answer, like uh, like how can they be healthier? How can they be like, mentally better? How are they engaged with each other? How are they connect? How are they learn stuff? And how are they behaving with the families? And uh, and how are they feeling? Like a lot of questions that we we put on the survey
1: mm. we is you and and people from Aligo team who were also interested in this
0: yeah actually a part of Hasu team at first it was came from Aligo team, mm. so yes we uh, I by saying we I mean like some um, co from Aligo kids and then come com- like new person who later become my 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 partners and my um, employees
1: as well. You know, like, another random question that popped up in my mind, <laughs> but Hasu, mm-hmm. I mean, working with elderly comes from a very personal story of yours. How did you manage to bring people to your cause?
0: Yeah, like I feel like it's it's one of my mission. If people don't care about it, I have to make people care about it. That's my mission. I feel like because one day, like I I I still think that I'm really care about the par- my parents and my grandparents. I really spend a lot of time with them. But to me, like of course it's not enough. But to me, like I spend quality time with them. But I see a lot of other elderly people are not really lucky like that. So one of my uh, mission is that if they don't care, I have to involve them. I have to somehow like tell them that you should care before you regret. Like I don't want to regret in anything. I don't want to wait until my grandfather passed away, and then I regret that I didn't spend time with him. Like I don't feel like we should wait. So um it made me uh, remember a questions from um from a student uh, a college student um asking me through a, 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 an event like uh, like last year. Um they asked like she asked me what if you fail? Like what what uh, what what will you do if you fail in, with Hasu? And then um like at that time I was like, oh that's that's a good question. And at that time I started to think. And then I really come up with the question uh, with the answer that I even I feel surprised that if you um if you um have a goal like for example if your goal is making a million dollars or making a hundred million dollars for example. And you can fail on, on that goal. Or if you make it a mission, and then you, you completely fail. If you make like, money is, mm, and income is the, uh, the uh, mission, and then you're going to fail. And it will be really hurt when you fail. But if it is something other than that, for example, our mission is that we have to make the elderly life better. There are so many ways in doing that. Even if if we are not success, being successful with the app or with whatever, like if we fail in the the um, the, um, the company's uh, business model, if we fail in this and that, it doesn't really matter. What what matter is that when we are uh, keep progressing, we have we really help uh, elderly people. Even if it's by making young people. Putting more concern and care care about the families and other elderly people in the society more, or even if it's by making other business care about providing service and um, and products to elderly people like more, or investing in it more, or even if it's very simple is that uh, one day you wake up and you see a group of elderly people participating in an exercise online together. And it makes me feel completely happy. And then I feel like my mission is like partly achieved already. So I I, I would never feel that I, I will fail in this project. Or the worst scenario is that if one day there is um, a competitor appear in the market and they totally kick me and, and, and swap me out of the market, and then I will totally be happy because at least I draw another competitor, another strong competitor who may provide the real values and in a better way than I did, than me, and then I don't feel really feel like considering me as a failure. So I will still move on with other projects and with another missions, maybe like smaller or bigger than that. But um, I don't consider that I would fail. So, mm. there's no reason that I have to feel bad. So, people really have to think about what their mission in life will be because it can affect a lot.
1: I think what you just said is such a great, uh, great example advice I don't know one of them such a great example and advice because you know like um, my roommate always says this sentence uh, you need to fall in love with a problem not the solution because so many times she have seen people who want to start a project but they fall in love with a solution and then if the solution fails they are devastated while in your case you fell in love with a problem if your sol- current solution doesn't work, it's fine. The problem hasn't changed. You just find another solution, and uh, just keep doing this until uh, there is no problem. And in any case, I think in your case, you know, as social entrepreneur, I mean, we said like already twelve thousand elderly used your uh, like app training, etc. Even if you fail tomorrow, hasu is. I mean, I hope not, but Hazel is dead tomorrow. Mm-hmm. He will have still contributed to make the life of 12,000 elderly better. And this is not a failure. It's already... Even if... I, I know you want to achieve much more. Uh, but yeah, it's already, you know, big... You already have done uh, your part, and I know you will do more. So, uh, yeah, it's good. It is very refreshing to hear that. Um. I forgot uh, why we were speaking about it, Uh, (laughs) but uh, they're very, very inspiring. Um, Oh, yeah. Okay. We were, okay. How long did this uh, problem definition, like, phase last for you? Like, you know, uh, trying to understand better the problem. How long did you do that? And, like, how many, if you remember, how many elderly did you, like, consult and, and speak with?
0: So I think we have to go back to the basics. Um, at the time when I went to a business school, and they really taught us how to um, how to come out with the solutions. Like at first, everybody would think of a solution before thinking of the problems. So, for example, if if um, there's a problems like outside. Uh, there's a snow there there will be a lot of snow there's snowing outside so in our mind we are really like thinking of the solution first like oh we can you know like like dig uh, the snow and then you know like just remove it so that's a solution that we come come up with but it's um in one of my class the professor um explaining that it's is a wrong approach we have to come up with this the, the problem first, and then we try to come out with as many solutions as possible to solve the problems. Um, there are a case that I uh, always I love to use uh, for the student when I went to school and give speeches. I always love to um, to to tell to to, um, to tell the story to to the, um, the to the students. What's that? There was um, a problems in New York City that um, we have to spend like many hours a day on the bus because the, 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 uh, the street is very crowded and, and the distance is pretty far and the bus is always packed. So every morning when we get, wake up and we run to the bus stop and the bus just you know, just left. And then we felt like, oh, my God, our day is, is ruined because we are coming to work late. And it took us like two hours and a half to go to the office. You know, it's, it's a normal thing in New York City. And um, that is a problem. The problem is that the bus is always crowded and it is so slow. And it can make we go to work late. and if we come out with um, a solution, and then it could be something like, oh, we're gonna make the app, and then make the uh, people booking the app, booking the bus stop, for example, booking the bus and buying ticket uh, online. That's the solution that people may like come uh, like uh, pop up in the mind first, and then if they do it. And they no guarantee that they're gonna win uh, they're gonna really solve the problem and they're gonna really make it. But if they change the approach by coming up with as many solutions as possible, for example, there are so many solutions like they can take uh, grab, uh, they can take Uber or they can take um, subway, or they can uh, make an app that help people book online or they can uh, change the working hours, they can fight to change the working hours, or they can change the, the workplace, or they can, you know, there's so many solutions that can come up with, and uh, we have to come up with a list, and then we put the marks for each solution, and the uh, we do a state gate process. Um, the method is called state gate process. You can just... You search it online and they can show you how how it's, it's like you know like, like a funnel mm. and you try to figure out what is the best solution. So there is uh, a group of um, illegal immigrants coming from uh, Turkey, and they came out with a solution which is a brilliant idea that uh, they are buying like a nine seat car uh it's, it's a it's quite a uh, limousine car like with nine seats and they are following the bus so if you are late uh if if you catch a bus late and then two minutes two minutes later you can catch the 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 other car and instead of paying uh a dollar seventy five cents for the ticket for the bus ticket you pay three dollars you can still afford it, right? Three dollars—it's not much, and it's it's the very minimum cost comparing to other other solution like Uber. Uber can take like maybe two hundred dollars, uh, for example. So it's really cheap, three dollars, and you have a free seat. You don't have to care about missing the bus. Um, you feel totally like have your own seat, so you use space, right? And one bus, they, uh, they, they, they establish like two, two other cars following the bus. And they don't, um, instead of uh, stopping like 100 stop, they make it like 25 or 30 or even 40. But they cut off the time. Like, for example, you know that uh, that, that car will not stop in, uh, in some of the, the bus stops and then it just goes straight there to the F train or, or just go straight there to the Queens um, Queen's um, state and then you cut a lot of time you don't have uh, instead of um, spending like two hours you only spend like one hours on the on the car so you can see like that light car in every road in the Long Island in, in the US So I think that is an incredible solution and they're really smart so still my advice is that um, come out with as many solutions as you can instead of thinking of the uh of one solution that you love so of course we are doing because i have all that knowledge in mind so before of course i really want to do a platform i really want to do something that connect to internet and then have a lot of people connect together but I have to really like wave that idea out of my mind, and come out with this the problems. What is the problem that every people are facing? Like either if it's loneliness, uh, or health problems, or um, technology uh, com- capabilities abilities, or if it's what, and then we came up with a list of. Judging um answer, uh, the questions, hmm. and then we come out to answer and remarks it, and then we you know just create the solution based on what we we, we um what we collect, and uh, at that time I remember we uh, interview nearly like more than a thousand people, like a thousand five hundred people elderly people, and we come out with a solution based on the uh, that experiment and
1: uh, market research. Mm. Okay, so that's a good uh, good problem definition phase, 1,500 people. <laughs> it's good. Um, cool, no? Thanks for sharing the story. And I, It's good that you, you really followed the methodology. Um, so you did learn something in business school? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in the of end. course. <laughs> um,
0: of course, actually, I graduated with a very high marks in in <laughs> the, yeah, I totally
1: love it. Always <laughs> the best student. <laughs> so yeah, then, would you like to share a bit about the so from all of this? So you guys created the app, uh, so it has so, so the digital literacy component, mental health component. Is it called mental social wellbeing? Oh yeah, okay. Ha, uh, so yeah, so it's basically they have access to all this uh like videos, tutorial, training from the app. Uh, it's made for elderly. Yes. Um, have you tried all the activities yourself also?
0: Oh, of course! <laughs> I have to. I have to be the one who. Yeah. Actually, all my uh, com- uh, all my project's members they're using Hustle even more than they really do. Oh really? Because <laughs> it's it's not only helpful for elderly people, but mm. uh, we also uh, provide a lesson like in the in the slower mode. But um, but I think it's it's helpful to anyone, not only elderly people. Like okay. yeah. Like, uh, exercising, mm. like, it's it's good for us. And meditations and a lot of stuff.
1: Okay, I, I was thinking that maybe all the activities, you know, are tailored for elderly. Um, but, actually, it, it's just activities that, that work for everyone. Um,
0: uh, no, um, elderly, is, elderly people is a bit different. Mm. Because they are easy to be harmed, like, easy to... You know, like be sick, or mm. well, their body is totally different. Like we can exercise, their exercise, but they cannot exercise what we are exercising. Mm. So it's it's totally different. Like for example, if we do a very easy movement like this, if if, if we, uh, uh, for example, for, for example, if we are doing like uh, we exercising with our neck, and then we just you know rolling it around. And then we feel totally fine if we feel um, comfortable with that. But to elderly people, it can break the nerves inside. So exercising is like we have to really pay attention on on, on their exercise. They can easily go on YouTube and, and they search for yoga lesson, for example. Mm. But if they really uh, exercise and they really uh, apply that yoga um, lesson to their bodies and then it can create the, uh, the nerve striking inside or it can harm the body without knowing like it's, it's, it's not the, <laughs> so I think we are creating the uh, app with the methods that, uh, even the kids can uh, join together with the parents, but, um, you know, it's still tailor made for themselves.
1: Mm.
0: It's not made for everyone. Like, like, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Cool. Um what are your exciting future plans with Hasu? Uh,
0: so I uh, usually I don't really talk about uh future easily because um you know it's 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 the uh the, the uh the <laughs> the uh Culture in, in Vietnam that we don't really foresee to, you know it it can bring like bad luck if it can oh, really
1: do oh
0: yeah but uh, of course like to all the investor and uh, and and, uh, and other audience I still have to say that uh, like personally I really hope that uh, we can come up with firstly uh, we have to uh, achieve like better and better version for it, for for sure of Hasu so uh, elderly people can easily like adapt like even way more than now like we uh, like in my mind I imagine like one day elderly people can exercise uh, with um, like we are using we may use like VR in the the technology and and create like a metaverse platform so they can practice with each other and feel like 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 this socializing even if they're at home so um, that's another thing that I really hope that we can achieve with technology, and then um, we can come up with a lot of things like uh, hopefully our uh, project uh, producing a SIM card uh, for especially for the elderly, and the smartphone for the elderly will be um, will soon come true, and uh, uh, in um, within. Uh, this year, or the, the, the uh, first half of next year, we hope that we can soon come out with inter- an inter- international version of Hazu. So um, we can help more people, hopefully.
1: So we can all use it with our parents and grandparents. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah, so cool. I mean, yeah, so Hazu app is really actually just the first step, but you have yeah, all these big, big, big plans. Uh, uh, yeah, I I, I, mean, I told you already, but I think the SIM card idea, and uh, it's like so so cool. Um, yeah, that no, super exciting to hear all the future plans. I will share this episode to everyone in <laughs> the Springboard team, <laughs> so they can you know uh, see how we can support. Um, cool. I, I took so much of your time already, so I'll just end with my fa- my three questions. I always end with. Um, well, knowing that y- y- you told me you don't uh, really sp- speak about the past and future, but it's a lot of questions about the past and future. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's say you... Okay, you can go back in time. Uh, you can meet Thuyang when when she was... Um, the Di- diplomatic academy of Vietnam, and you can tell her something. What would you tell her?
0: Mm. Wow, tough questions. <laughs> 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 My gosh, I I can't imagine that I had to really think about this question. Okay. I think I'm going to just tell myself just just be myself. <laughs> just be myself. That's, that's the best thing that I can tell myself. Mm. Because, you know, even right now, I don't know about 10 years later what I'm going to become. But uh, at least right now, I feel totally happy with all the choices that I made um, during the last 27 uh, years.
2: No and regrets. I, I'm
0: totally happy. Yes. No regrets. Although um, still a lot. I I have a lot of struggles, but I still feel like it's all worth it. Like everything happened for reasons. So don't afraid. Just just go ahead and and um, and just you know like swimming in the sea. I like, don't afraid.
1: Mm. Were you ever afraid at that time?
0: I always afraid, actually. But, you know, um, when I was a kid, I really feared water because um, I nearly died like twice in the sea and in the pool. So wow. I, felt, I felt like my heart kind of stopped and my mind stuck at that moment. And whenever I touch the water, I feel I cannot make it. But then so when I grow older, I feel like if I can't swim, then how can I help other people? Like, will I be regret if one day, like, I go out there in the sea and I see someone um, who are, uh, have, you know, like, who, who are, like, swiped away by, um, by a storm or something, like, like who is in danger. And then how can I how, how I, how I could help, like, will I just, you know, staring at them and then seeing them die, like, in front of my eye? Like i when I was a kid, I used to see another kid like falling uh, into the water, and I couldn't do anything, mm. and I don't like that feeling, and I will you know forever remember the feeling of useless being useless, so useless, seeing other people in front of me, so um I have to I have no choice but stepping out of the fear. So, the only way is that I have to face my fear and then I have to jump into the water as many times as I could until I, I don't feel the fear anymore. So, that's, that's how I learned how to swim. And even now, like, you know, like when I uh, jump in, in the pool, like a, a very deep pool, I still feel like my heart's stopping. But then I have to tell myself, uh, don't do anything that you will regret. Just keep going and be brave. That's that's all I can tell myself, and in every other things I s- tell myself the, the same thing. And uh, of course, going out there and doing something that s- somehow I feel like doing something that even never existed before. I'm 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 also afraid. Like I I swear to you, I'm always afraid. But that's how life is.
1: You, you don't know? you don't really show it. I think. <laughs> do, do I mean? Do you share it with people or do you keep it for yourself?
0: Share the fear, eh? Mm. I don't really consider it's a fear. I consider it as the moment that I have to surpass and make myself stronger after the struggle. Mm. So, like, if sharing can help, yes, I I would share. But uh, most of the time. I feel like uh all other people has their own problems and uh they're still trying their best to overcome it. And and that's how that's what I can do as well. So I'm not alone, like I'm not the only one who are who are facing the fear. And everybody mm. has a fear. Even even like uh, even famous people like like Steve Jobs and and, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, you know, like when they're heroes and and the whole world is appraising and, and, you know, like spend the uh, best words to describe them. But whenever they make bad decisions and then the whole world is going to criticise, that's a totally like normal thing that everybody is is facing. So what makes you really um, stand out and and create values that you don't have to fear because everybody has problems. You don't have to fear.
1: Mm. How do you want people to uh, know you for and remember you for?
0: Actually, I don't really, in my end, end goal, I don't need people to remember me. I want people to remember what will be left like the values that I that we are trying our best to create and I just hope that it will you know become something good inside a person or a community or society I just want people to keep that in mind so it's this way more important than than having people remember about me like I just need some limited uh, amount of people to remember me like my family and only that Hmm. like I'm not the kind of person who wants to like stand out and be appraised by all the whole world I just want my um, wants the values that we create still last longer and longer through the next generation so cool yeah
1: Um... How (laughs) you must be expecting a super deep question, but no, actually, how can we, uh, I know, how can anyone like support Hasu?
0: Oh, by I think everyone can support Hasu by a lot of a lot of ways, like you just like. The uh, regular people just go home and see how the parents and grandparents are doing. So that's a start. And then, the, and then other, um, businesses can, you know, like maybe think of a way to invest more on the, um, the solution for the elderly. And we will always be happy to connect and, and support or get the support by any means like we are really open to any anything that can support the com- the every community and start the second i think um, and yeah like i am thinking of so many ways like this is so huge i mean it is a very huge market actually so many things that we can do like so many things. Like elderly people need a lot of things. You know, like today I I totally freak out when I when I saw all the numbers and, and uh I saw it again. Actually I knew it a long time ago, but I saw it again. That's there are so many elderly people, but only one percent of them has maybe um bag in the hospital that can you know, that can be spent for them. It's so horrible. So we are running too slow. Why the elderly population is expanding so fast and mm. they need a lot of things like service products, specially made for them. They need, oh my God, they need a lot of things. <laughs> so <laughs> I really want to achieve, uh, just so many things. And, uh, the best thing that I, I, I really want to do is that to, to, um, connect with uh, all the um, the, the, the uh, companies together, and uh, which may provide because we are a platform, right? So we are not limited in the the solution that we are provide. So we are like the third party providers, and we connect with as many uh, provider and service provider, product provider, and um, brands and uh, organization as we could to combine, and then do something together for the society. So I think, <laughs> I think the, the answer is pretty broad. Right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so if anyone working with the elderly contact you, any yes. VR metaverse expert contact you.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, God. You are listing it out for me. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And yeah, take care Investors of the well, yes. Yeah.
0: Investors, Investors
1: yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, why hasu? What well, like? What does that mean?
0: Oh, so coming back with the uh, the means of uh, what it mean, um, hasu in the Japanese like we. <laughs> we are choosing a language that uh, comes from a, a country with, um, I think, the, one of the oldest uh, on on the country which has the oldest, old, um, largest elderly populations. Mm. And "hasu" means lotus. So uh, in our country, lotus has a lot of meaning, like it's it's a symbol of. Uh, of very like pure uh, it's something very pure something very clean and no matter what the circumstance they're coming out because they are growing uh, from the pond right the mm. pond is like kind of dirty considered dirty but they're growing very fresh and very pure and they, they are just like that like all along the, the life so uh, what we really want from that is that we want elder people to be like to feel peaceful, to be very pure, to be very, very calm and don't afraid of anything, no matter where they come from, no matter how life struggle would be. And they will always remember, um, remain like positive and very pure as its meaning. And uh, it always had a secondary meaning is that um, we, it's, lotus can be considered a symbol of uh, Vietnam as well. And a uh, symbol of culture, symbol of something very old and ancient. And uh, by uh, putting, uh, by uh, giving that definition, we means that we that a person have to think of the family, like the parents, the grandparents, the grand grandparents, and the generations, and uh, even the country. So always remember that. Mm, and. Uh, Another meaning is <laughs> in English. Hasu means H stand for health, A stand for active, and uh, S stand for strength, and um, U stand for unity and useful. Because all the elderly people want to be useful and connect with each other and become like very uh, unity. So, <laughs> so that's the meaning of, of Hasu that cool. I want
1: to share. Cool. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, and this is the real last, last question. <laughs> and then we are done. Uh, how would you describe yourself in three hashtags?
0: Three hashtags? Oh my God, that's just another tough question that you are putting. <laughs> mm. Like, the first one is that I'm always focused on humanity. Like something that made us a human, like love, relationships, family and the connection between generation between within the country. So that's the first. Um the second is that uh <laughs> oh god, it's so hard. <laughs> Can we start with one <laughs> <laughs>
1: so yeah hashtag humanity hashtag humanity hashtag humanity (laughs) it also
0: works (laughs) actually um, unity is another word that I really love uh, coming from Hasu
2: Mm.
0: oh okay another word is health I'm still thinking about that okay so unity is um, collaborations is another word that I really want to put in front because um, building Hasu as a platform, that means we want to collaborate a lot, and we want to invite as much as many um, as many uh, organizations, companies, and uh, even individuals together. And because I really believe in the strength of um, community, like only by sticking together, that we can make it. Because I'm, I'm just a normal person. I'm not a hero or anything like that. But uh, I'm just a small person. But within uh, in the, in the collaboration collaboration with other uh, strong people, then we can create something really amazing. And that's what I really always aim at. Um, so collaborations is the second, <laughs> and the third. Oh God. <laughs> So hard. can we stop and say
1: <laughs> <laughs> what you said already before and then you found the second one <laughs>
0: okay, because it's, it's sometimes think <laughs> because i don't uh, like right now i don't really focus on myself only i'm focusing on the whole team and the whole you know like the whole visions not not only me like like forget about me i'm not putting me in here
1: so, yeah, it's what I notice uh, from this episode. <laughs> uh, every time, yeah, you always yeah, it's it's very cool. You always put uh, vision impact first before you. So it's uh,
0: because I still feel like I'm I'm nothing s- too special than other people. I'm just the one who just do it, like, like. Like thanks to everyone, like thanks to you, thanks to NDP, thanks to a lot of partners, even thanks to Vietnam and thanks to the school that I went to. I really like appreciate every single stuff that I, mm. I, I achieved from and I learned from, from other people. So um I think we really should stop at two.
1: <laughs> okay, we can stop at two. It's all good. Um no, thank you so much. I uh, really love this episode. Getting to know you more as well. Uh, I mean, anyone, you can contact Tui Ang on LinkedIn, Facebook, everywhere you will find her. There's so many articles about Twiang anyway on Google, so <laughs> you will find her. Uh, no, thank you so much. Really loved it. Um, for me, the few things that I I mean, yeah, I take away uh, or I notice is, yeah, I don't know, like just how you put your impact and vision first, how everything you started comes from very personal stories and how you spend so much time really trying to understand the problem. And that's the way everything should be done. Uh, so it's good that you highlight it. And, um, and yeah, no, just your passion. To make the life of elderly better. I think it's... Uh, I work with youth, you know, so I, I, I never <laughs> work with elderly. So for me, it's also something I don't really know about. So it's good to, for me to know more. Uh, but yeah, no, thank, thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much as well for this opportunity. Like, I really love it. Like, the conversations and everything... That um, you know, like by joining it, I have really have a chance to review myself and to really like come back to, to where I came from, and, and I think I had time to think about it because you know, like uh, when we work and then life just pass by, and sometimes we don't have time to think and and review the past. So this is absolutely a great time for me and one of the greatest times for me this week. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you thanks a lot it's really meaningful to me
1: congrats for listening until the end of this episode of course to best support lifeline you can share this episode to two of your friends and subscribe to the next episodes on any platform see you next time <laughs>